0: Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska Baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Let's take a step back, Kurt, and we remember why. He was so successful with the san francisco 49ers but flamed out very quickly in that scenario right he is a certain type of coach and, and, and the best way to describe it and you've heard the comparisons he's much like bill parcells he comes in with a certain type of fire a certain type of demeanor he expects uh, has very high expectations of himself and everyone in that locker room and it works at first right it re-energizes an organization a program a franchise but also over time it wears thin and so you, as an organization, have to make a decision. Is Jim Harbaugh going to be someone that's going to be
1: here three, four years, or someone that we think can be here, you know, for a longer period of time? Good morning. Welcome into Herd Out Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. Good morning, Shane Schillberg producing, and we are just trying to get going on a Thursday here, getting, uh, getting everything. You know, you were out late last night. I was. I was not really out late last night, but I was for bragging. up later than I wanted to be. You know? Yeah, I noticed that you sent the rundown at like 10.30. Well, I'm like, hmm. so we've got a lot to get to today, but uh, Omaha Supernova's got their first match underway last night, which is why you were late. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh, no longer the coach at Michigan. Uh, when I say it that way, it makes it sound like he got fired. He didn't get fired. He's the, he's the head coach of the Chargers now, uh, but... So the, re- the reason I didn't go to supernovas last night, and uh, the reason I was out a little bit later, was uh, so. La- yesterday was the five-year anniversary of me proposing to oh, my wife. Congratulations, man! And thank you. And we uh, we celebrate like kind of all the little silly you know, anniversaries and stuff and it, of course the big wedding one as well but it's kind of one of those things where we're, like we don't have kids we don't like you know we don't have to spend money on like birthdays and stuff like that and I'm a bad uncle so I don't spend money on my nieces and nephews birthdays or anything and so we're like yeah we'll just celebrate all our little anniversaries so that's why I was out late last night and then of course she had to go to Target for some reason so we were <laughs> out even later. All than <laughs> women have to go to Target at some point right? It was, she was like oh yeah by the way we gotta go target and i was like okay cool um like, <laughs> yes <laughs> just what i wanted sometimes i don't mind like when we're there pretty close to when they're closing i'm like this is this is not not where i want to be right now but uh, no so that's why i was up a little late but you were at the supernovas it was right. a five-set thriller um they got a terrific crowd was eleven it six? Was unbelievable. Eleven thousand six hundred, yep. I believe, was the number. Um, some change. Yeah, uh, like six twenty four, I think, or something like that. But a great crowd. You could hear the energy from all the social media clips I saw from all of our great teammates here at Herdat Sports. Um, we, I, I just couldn't be more pleased with how the city of Omaha responded to this event and uh, how our team covered it. Uh, what were your kind of impressions? Um, I wasn't really sure, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect from the crowd. I wasn't really sure what to expect from, um, just from a, a sheer number standpoint, but it sounded, I mean, they sounded super engaged and seemed like they were there reasonably er- early as well, which is not something you always get from the uh, CHI crowd um, during certain Creighton games, but it, it the visuals of it, on social media were incredible.
0: Yeah, it was great. First I wanna say uh you mentioned anniversaries. I wanna give a shout out, an anniversary shout out to my parents. Oh uh, nice. Today is their wedding anniversary. Do you uh, know how many? <laughs> <laughs> my sister is uh my sister is thirty going on thirty one. Okay. So my guess would be thirty two one thirty two. Um so happy anniversary, my awesome. dad! I love you. Um, but no, as you said, you know, uh, my first and early takeaways from that match, outside of the atmosphere, was, you know, I didn't think the supernovas looked very polished early on. Okay. Um, you know, they weren't playing with the same tenacity as the vibe. It seemed like Atlanta had a, a step up on them, and if you. We're revisiting the preseason rankings. Uh, you would think the Vibe would be one. The Supernovas would be two. Mm-hmm. Um, it just... It, the Omaha wasn't connecting on all cylinders. It, they have a very talented roster, mm-hmm. but it was like, have they gelled yet? Have they come together yet? And... You know, I don't know what Coach Collier said to the team after set two going yeah. into set three, but I want some of what they're having <laughs> because it just, over hours, I, I, I wish I could say overnight they figured it out, but like over hours yeah. they figured it out. And they gelled instantly. I'm telling you, man, they went from a team of misfits to a family in one hour's time. Yeah, basically like, between sets two and three, right? You, I mean, when you saw the way they reacted together on the bench, mm-hmm. it was like these these women have been playing together for years. Yeah, but if you watched them in the first set, it was like, do they even know each other? Yeah, it's like they hadn't met each other. They met each other in that night. Right. So, like, those were some of the things I picked up on. Um, but I, I, I think the supernovas. Uh, may have uh, had a little bit of nerves coming into that match, especially because of the showing. Which is understandable. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, all of them have played in front of crowds like that before, because all of their backgrounds are are so yeah. different.
1: Outside of the Wisconsin and Nebraska ones, probably not a ton. I I can't imagine yeah. uh, they they see 10,000 people on the regular. Yeah, maybe like a one-off here or there, but probably not a ton. Yeah,
0: but. Um, you know once they kind of got over those nerves and and really settled down I think that's when you saw the best of the supernovas Mm -hmm. and it ended in a ton of momentum right and set three and four they got I mean this crowd was itching to get off their seat after the first point so they were just waiting and and desiring that 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 moment to where they could just explode And, and don't get me wrong they were loud, oh, they yeah. were crazy, they were obnoxious in and, and such a good way last night. If Omaha can get that every single match, no other team in this pro volleyball federation is going to compete with this crowd. Like th- this, this is going to be th- the place that people want to play just because of the turnout you saw at the CHI last night. But uh, the big disappointment mm-hmm. was when you – this team was up 13 10 in set five mm-hmm. and allowed five unanswered. Yeah, that, that's that was tough. a huge disappointment because, uh, as I said, they had all the momentum. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, after a timeout, the vibe were just returning everything. Yeah. They, they returned every single ball. And it was like I, I saw remnants of, of set one and set two again mm-hmm. uh, in, in those five
1: points. Now, well, and, and you when you would you dig yourself that much of a hole? You kind of put yourself in a position where it's like, hey, if we do have a t- a small bad stretch, we could be in trouble. Especially, obviously, set fives are shorter are shorter sets, right? So, it's you kind of put yourself in a tough position there, right? And you just also wonder, okay, you expend. You know, you see this in basketball all the time, right? You expend so much energy on a big comeback that sometimes you're not able to get over the hump and finish the job, and that. To me, you know, that sounds a little bit like maybe what was happening there as well. You know, I was talking to Andy Kendi while I
0: was at uh, the match, sports director over at at KETV, and we were looking at the roster, okay? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, so early on I was having trouble figuring out, like, who the best were or, like, the level of competition. I was having trouble figuring out the level of competition here. Sure. Like, I know it's professional, but, like how how professional based on who I know on the roster mm-hmm. and you know there's somebody at the bottom of the roster here it's it's Maggie Cartwright and if you remember Maggie, she played for arkansas mm-hmm. they faced against faced off against Nebraska this season um in the playoffs mm-hmm. and, or in the tournament mm-hmm. she's really good like yeah, yeah yeah, the star player of that team, but she didn't see the floor so like we're we're kind of like I, I don't know, uncomfortably laughing back and forth as we're trying to figure out like, hey, how good is this team actually when you see, like we, we witnessed a really good player in the NCAA tournament last year yeah. and she's not even on the floor. Right. So does that just tell you like where this team is at? Is that a, hey, actually, you know, she, she may not just be up to speed yet for, sure. for this, this this pro game, you know, whatever it is. Um but if it is the first one, mm-hmm. if it is the first part of that, that just goes to show the six, seven, eight other players mm-hmm. on this roster that are better than she is, at least talent-wise in the eyes of Coach Collier. So, Or at least ahead of where she is right now. That, that yeah. right – how does that not get you excited? Well, you to, know, to just know that – like, I – I witnessed how good she was on the court in the NCAA tournament and she's not even on the court for this pro team right now.
1: Well you know we talked about it be a lot where you know there's Olympians there's people that have played in the Olympics that's that's been to this point the highest level of volleyball that we've really seen in this country Um, and you've got a mix of Olympians you mentioned you know from the NCAA tournament obviously you've got Nebraska players Wisconsin players I mean You're getting the best of the best because this is really the first opportunity for these women to play professionally without going overseas. You know, I don't know that people necessarily appreciate how big of a deal that is um, for them. And, you know, you saw one of the coolest things that that we saw from social media last night was just all the different groups of um, all the different groups of people and like Young girls volleyball teams. I think the Omaha Roadrunners were out there. I saw a picture of them last night. And I think uh, Coach Collier said, you know, there's going to be like a 13-year-old girl out here tonight that's going to play pro volleyball because she saw us play tonight. And, like, that's such a cool thing, right? Like, yeah, the... And it's a true statement. And it is true, right? Like, it's it's disappointing that they weren't able to finish it off because that would have been, you know, kind of the movie ending, right? You come to Omaha, they get down two sets, they have this big dramatic comeback. And, yeah, that would have been awesome if they were able to finish it off. But the bigger story of what happened last night is not about the win, not about the loss, not about even how they played, but just the opening of this opportunity for and the opening of this door... For young girls, young women to see, oh, hey, this is an option for me, right? And listen, I get not everybody that plays volleyball as a 13-year-old is going to be professional quality, right? But you know, I I kind of go back to thinking this is sort of a weird example, but um, I don't. Do you remember the? <laughs> you remember this movie? It was pretty bad. Uh, Million Dollar Arm. I do remember Million Dollar Arm. So it's the story of this agent, mm-hmm. uh, the sports agent that goes to India, has a contest to have uh, to find he just trying to find cricket players neither of them that he ended up signing were actually cricket players Um, but he's like well there's sort of a skill set overlap between cricket and baseball like maybe I can find some diamonds in the rough and the first I went I went to go see the movie in the theater Um, my dad's from India I was born here and I I love baseball growing up I play I was obsessed with baseball growing up I was the only kid that looked like me that was ever on the field and it is something i thought about when i was younger i was like yeah i'm kind of the odd the odd man out here and listen i wasn't good enough to play professionally i get that but i got a little emotional when i saw that movie as an adult because i was like man it would have been able to cool it would have been really cool to be able to point to someone and be like oh that that guy looks like me that's Mm -hmm. that would have been really awesome just to be able to like oh yeah it's possible even right even if it's not possible for me because i wasn't good enough i'm you know Five nine didn't throw hard enough. Like, well, whatever. you
0: also you also you know hurt your <laughs> shoulder in fourth grade, and if like that didn't happen, you would have been bro. Yeah, I mean like gone for
1: sure. Listen, I would have played some nice NAI ball if I didn't hurt my shoulder, right? And I would have had a great time. But like it was, you kind of point at it, and it's 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 really cool to see people that look like you succeeding in the thing that you love, and that's the most important thing from this Omaha Supernovas, and not just that it exists. But it exists, and 11,000 people came out to watch. Yeah, good luck any other team in this...
0: in this league yeah, to throw out 11,000 people. You and won't. I hope they do. You won't, though, because I, I, these <laughs> Omaha fans yeah. are different. And listen, the, these these Nebraska fans, I'll, let me take the whole state because I know yes. people were in from Lincoln. Absolutely. These Nebraska fans are
1: different. And I, listen, honestly, you know, I hope that other teams come close because we've seen what happens when Nebraska volleyball fans feel like somebody's encroaching on their territory. They just up the ante. They're like, oh, Wisconsin, you got 20,000, we're going to get 21. Oh, you got 22,000, we're going to get 92. Like, this is, that's what this state does with volleyball. And so I do hope some of these other, I mean, not just for the health of the league, right? Mm-hmm. But I do hope that some of these other teams get close in their attendance. I hope somebody brings out like 9,000, 10,000, and then Nebraska fans would be like, oh. You think you're good? All right, we're gonna pat. We're gonna so, sell this so place you, out. You want more just to jumpstart it?
0: Yes. Meanwhile, for me, <laughs> I want it to
1: be: Hey, Omaha is the place I don't want to play. Listen, and I still think it'll be that way. I, even if they do start drawing great crowds in other places, I think I think Omaha and Nebraska will answer the bell. I think they will. They I think they'll do the same thing they do for Creighton basketball. I think they'll do the same thing they do for Nebraska volleyball they will answer the bell and say no no this is our thing and we're going to dominate.
0: Now a question that maybe nobody wants to hear or talk about at this time because it, it it's just match 1 but you know I kind of want to address the elephant in the room. Okay? Because this state is used to winning. Mm-hmm. And winning often when it comes to volleyball. Mm-hmm. So for you how fast does this team need to win in order to keep these fans
1: as engaged as they are and keep that buy? Yeah, I mean, it's a fair question. It really is because I thought about it last night as I'm watching this. I was like, you know, Nebraska and Omaha specifically really responds to big events, right? Whether it's the, you know, we've, we've had the volleyball NCAA volleyball tournament here. We've had NCAA wrestling here. We've had swim trials, obviously College World Series. Basketball every every time to be here this yeah, year. Every time the NCAA basketball tournament comes in town, Nebraska responds, right? I I wonder because outside of Creighton basketball and outside of Nebraska football and volleyball, the sustained seasons we don't have as much track record on, right? Nebraska football is part of the DNA of the state, so it's kind of like okay, that's a given. Um, I don't think volleyball was a given. And that's something that Nebraska volleyball fans have really responded to. I don't think Creighton basketball was a given when they moved into the to the CHI Health Center back in the day when it was the Quest Center 20 years ago, right? I don't even think Quest exists anymore. the The company, much less much less the right. arena, right? Right. So um, there, it was not a given though, because they're playing in the Civic, that's like six thousand, four six thousand people, something like that, and they didn't even always pack that thing out, and. So, you're like, okay, we're going to go to a place that's three times as big, and we don't like this is going to work out. And guess what? It did, right? So, I'm curious to see how Nebraskans and Omahaans and volleyball fans respond on a hey, yeah, we play, we've got two home games this week. We want 11,000 of both of them. We want 12,000 of both of them, whatever, right? That's the next step. And you're right. W- winning, I do think, is part of that because there are expectations if you play volleyball in this state that you're going to win. Because look at Nebraska. Obviously, they've got their track record. Look at Creighton the last, like, 10 years. They've got a really good winning track record. Omaha is winning at volleyball. Like, if you you need to win at volleyball if you're in this state. So, I think it has to be pretty quick in terms of the Omaha Supernova starting to get some Ws. And, listen, if you – Look at the way they played in sets four and uh, three and four last night. You think, okay, that's not going to be an issue, right? Even in set one, it, I think it went to extra points, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, there was an opportunity there. You mentioned they were up 13 to 10 in the fifth set. There was not, There was a lot of opportunities there for them to win that match. But I think you're right. The wins are going to have to come. That's a uh, that's a non-negotiable because the the goodwill of the idea of this league will only carry you so far at some point and yeah, you can't be eight and 16 no and expect to bring out 11,000 people every match yeah there's there's an expectation of, of quality of volleyball and there's an expectation of of being successful right that's how these endeavors kind of start to take off and so if Omaha is going to be the flagship program franchise of this league they do have to win there's I mean there's really no way around that that's that's the professional – that's how professional sports are, right? You don't get to – you don't get the goodwill of 100 years of Nebraska football as your shirt's wear. the shirt you're wearing today, right? I didn't even realize that. Perfect. Perfect. You've got a – Perfect you don't, analogy. You don't have the, the benefit of the doubt of 100 years of Nebraska college football when you're starting something new, right? right? You have to put on a good show, a good product – and give people a reason to come back. Because people are obviously interested. We saw that last night. They want to be a part of this. Now, give them a reason to stay. Right, and again, this team is full of talent. Absolutely. They wouldn't be yeah. the
0: preseason number one if they weren't full of talent. So, it's hard to believe that they go eight and 16, but I really do, I really do think you need to win early. Absolutely. Because at some point, you're going to get out of the, um, this, is, this is wonderful stage. This is wonderful the for novelty. the unity The novelty yes, you're, wears you're off. You're going yeah. to get out of that. And it's going to turn into, I want to see my team win. I want to see my team be competitive every single night. And if they aren't, you'll slowly see less and less coming into the building. It's important to find ways to win early. And, you know, uh, let's go back to that match just one more time mm-hmm. and, and focus on the bright spots. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of bright moments in set three and four. They had a a ton that they can take away and say, this is who we expected to be. We just didn't get there early enough in this match. We started late. But if they show that off in the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one, and say they are even two and two, they Mm -hmm. don't even have to go three and one in that stretch. Say they're two and two that's okay, Mm -hmm. because they're still trying to get their feet underneath them. They're still trying to all connect with one another and and realize each other's isms, right? Like where they're going to be positionally, because I noticed that a little bit too last night. Of uh, This one's like kind of in my zone, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should go for it or not. They don't really know each other's tells yet. Yeah. And once they pick up on those, this team... Will, will gel. They, like, they will understand one another and where they'll be on the court at all times and know that, oh, if this ball's over my left shoulder, don't worry, X and Y teammate is going to, to dig this out and then it's going to be my turn to, to set it up for, for Dixon in the middle or whatever it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, and I think, that's, I, mean, I think that's pretty common for a team that hasn't been together that long, right? Um, you, see, you see that all the time with teams that are bringing in a bunch of new players on franchises that already existed, right? That's, this is all new. And so I do think you have to kind of give it a little bit of a learning curve. Um, and, but I do think there's plenty of talent on the roster to make it all work. It's just a matter of, like you said, finding that teamwork, gelling together in a way that we saw in the third and fourth sets to allow them to uh, become, to, to hopefully find that groove much earlier in their next match, which uh, I believe is a week from Saturday, do I have that correct? Next match against San Diego, the it Mojo, is February third. Yep, so the that day is before my birthday. That oh, nice. Yeah, so that is a week from Saturday. That's back at home. Uh, so you've got about you know you got eight nine days to. To kind of decompress and, and, and get back out there. And settle there, in. And settle in and get back out there. For you this. know,
0: I got to tell you, too, when Gina stepped onto the floor, mm-hmm. Gina Mancuso-Prososki, uh, that crowd went crazy. Oh, absolutely. And the, the best part was they kind of got teased because <laughs> Gina subs in, but then a review takes place, and it ends up going, the point goes <laughs> to the vibe, so she has to go back on the bench, and then she had to come back on again. And the, the response wasn't as loud, yeah. but they were like, Still, she was the loudest one these fans cheered for, for sure, and uh, it, it just it it kind of gives you goosebumps. Absolutely. When you're, even if they're not cheering for you, they're just cheering that loud yeah. for a player, a team. Like uh, I'm sure, like these there there were a lot of nerves for these women. And oh yeah. Once they really feel the love versus feel the the
1: stress and the pressure. Yeah. They're going to be something special. They'll be off to the races. Uh, we will set up the show coming up next. Uh, it's a busy Thursday. We are obviously going to get to uh, Jim Harbaugh heading to the Chargers. What does that mean for Michigan? And we will talk a bunch of college basketball as well as we're going to try and sprinkle in some Herd At Hot Seat when we've got time throughout the show today. All that and more coming up next here on Herd At Sports Radio.